Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week our topic is the fact that every child is going to have learning gaps. This is one of those worries that we hear so often from homeschooling moms. So we talk about how to deal with this worry of the dreaded learning gap. Before we begin, we want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for helping make the Smiling Homeschooler possible. We work with them because we believe their curriculum is one of the best and helps more homeschoolers smile. Go support them and check out a free trial of their amazing math curriculum over at teachingtextbooks.com. Lastly, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for their support of what we do. They are another fantastic source of homeschooling encouragement, so please go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. Now let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Yeah, I need to comment. First, I was impressed that Ben used the word cut and run. That's kind of a football terminology, and we've yeah. never had like done football at our house ever. I've watched uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when the Colts won, that was it. Yeah, that was a good year, fifteen uh, years ago. So, uh, so I longer. just I was shocked that he knew that that was a kind of a sports term. <laughs> um, but it is uh, stressful over here at the Wilson House right now. We're getting ready in just a couple of days to head down to Florida. Our entire family is going. Ben and his family, Sam and all the others. We're all going. We're all going uh, different ways. Uh, we're taking out the RV and Ben's taking our Suburban and uh, pulling a trailer and Sam's taking our minivan and Cat and Josh and are flying and Ike and Carolyn leave tomorrow with Jane uh, first, you know, fairly early in the morning. Uh, and then we're taking some of them with us. And then we're all going to be down in Florida for a whole week of R&R. And hopefully we'll all get there. I know I'm feeling super stressed. Yeah. I don't know why, uh, but it's like, uh, I feel like I need my neck cracked. And, and it's always hard because there's just only so much you can do like way in advance, you know? So there's just a lot of stuff right at the end that's always like, okay, you got to think through everything. And literally, I think this is the first year, which knock on wood, because I have not tried it yet. I need to go do that actually tomorrow probably that I've not been literally rewiring my trailer lights the last minute uh, right before we're leaving. Oh, yes, so, you should check uh, that before tomorrow. <laughs> so it's just, it's never ending. But uh, hopefully uh, after this, I'll run over and uh, get the light bulbs put back And there's in, something so. about going on a trip where you just like, you know, you wouldn't care about your wheel that has a little rough spot or a smooth spot on it if you were just going to drive it for the next six months. But when you're going to drive it, you know, for going to Florida, then you're like, oh, we got to change that. So we've been changing tires and oil and uh, we've had brake lines and all these things in the last couple of days. And it just feels like I told mom, I said, I just want to get there and I hope we can just crash once we get there mm -hmm. and we don't have to think about anything until we come home. And I really I don't feel near the stress on the way home. I right. think if it takes us a few extra days, we can handle it. Uh, but it's always just uh, the stress going down feels. Yeah. No, but it but is I fun. Guess I mean, Kelly here in the comments to... said, uh, I always thought it would be fun to do a big family trip, but it doesn't very, seem very easy to coordinate our families. It is not necessarily easy, but it is worth it and it is fun. Uh, but yeah, it, depending on the family dynamics and where everyone's located, it could be quite the quite the ordeal. Um, yeah, but. and I bet, you know, just an encouragement. Uh, I told Ben even yesterday, I think I said, just don't let me, you know, encourage me to be brave because sometimes you get to a point where you think, oh, it's just easier to stay home. You know, uh, maybe that's an old person thing, but you, uh, you know, you, it's just easier not to do whatever the adventure is. It's easier not to homeschool. 
but it's not better. I mean, it's better to be with your family. It's better to easier to go to McDonald's three times a week and go to your doctor's appointment. You know, that's exactly, exactly. (laughs) But you uh, actually, so so, uh, today's topic was inspired by uh, the homeschooling today magazine, uh, which we actually had Ashley Wiggers on last week. Uh, Just really great episode. She's always super encouraging. Uh, But dad, uh, this article was in the latest issue. Uh, so maybe you want to introduce kind of what you were thinking on this. Uh, I think it's a really good topic. Yeah, um, you know, we're always looking for different things to talk about because we don't want to talk about the same things all the time, even though, you know, that's part of it. You know, uh, in homeschooling and encouragement, you do, you do kind of circle back around uh, to talk about the same things because it's not like you say, oh, you know, I'm the best person to teach my kids. I'll never have to talk about that again because I've got it down. Uh, no, you need to be reminded all the time. But so I was just looking through the magazine and the very first article, I think, I think it's the first article, first re- full article right. is by Dorinda Wilson, who's not related to us, even though we've had her on the show. Um, and she basically talks about the myth that you can have a homeschool or you can have any kind of school that there aren't any gaps, that you've got their education, you know, they're going to get to the end and know everything. And she says that's a myth. Now, we're not going to go through her whole article because her article is probably better than what we'll talk and then discussion we'll have. So you're going to want to get it. Um, But I just thought, you know, that'd be a good a good discussion, because I think and maybe you would think so, too, Ben, that that lots of moms are under this delusion that they're going to get to the end of their homeschooling career uh, for their kids and their kids are going to know everything they need to know. And that's really not true. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I actually was thinking you're going a different way of saying that, but yeah, I mean that, that idea of when I'm done with school, I'm ready for everything <laughs> is something that I feel like we all know is not true, but then we all think is also true at the same time, which is kind of weird. Uh, but it, it's, it's a constant battle. I mean, and even as a kid, I feel like I remember, you know, uh, probably everyone else does to some extent, depending on your personality, but thinking like, okay, I'm graduating. Now I need to know what the rest, of, I'm ready for the rest of my life. And it's just crazy how much you change and learn. And it doesn't stop there by any means at all. Or yeah, right. The, on all the stuff you don't know. Right. You know, and I mean, I, I hear moms because they're so afraid of gaps. They'll be at a homeschool convention and they're like, oh man, I just saw a booth that says, you know, I need to teach my kids whatever, proton something, dynamics. I just made that up. And they'll say, boy, I need to do that. Or I didn't know I had to teach them Russian badminton. And and they're and they're just always like running around looking for that next I mean, thing. I mean, I feel like I mean, this kind of hand in hand with the feeling of I'm going to ruin my kids is probably one right. of the biggest things that we hear. I mean, there's different variations of it, but the, the idea of. Oh no, I'm not doing enough. Oh no, I I for, I didn't cover that subject. Oh man, they say when your kids are young, they learn other languages easy. I sh- I'm not doing mm-hmm. a new la- you know another language, and they're only six, and or they're already six, you know, or whatever. I mean, that's it's so common. Uh, and I, I hear I see people. I mean, moms when they go, so what other language did you teach your other your kids? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> you know, English. You know, um, like why I don't have time to teach them of those other languages. And they almost, I mean, some of their mouths just fall open like, you're kidding me. You know, they told me I had to cover another language. And uh, we did actually. And maybe, 
just just, uh-huh. just so you know we did do actually do some but i don't know about for the younger kids but mom did have us do it for us older ones okay. well it wasn't ben much though i show. learned nothing ben can do so. the rest of the show in spanish go ahead <laughs> yeah. ben, take it away no i literally remember not a single word <laughs> other than uh maybe counting to 10 so which everybody comes into the world being able to count in exactly 10 in spanish you know we can do that uh uh, it's crazy even in china in china they can break count to 10 in spanish <laughs> uh, um, but you know and so maybe it begins with the acknowledgement that my kids are not going to know everything really i'm going to be so bold as to say everything they need to know you know because you know it's not just like they're not going to know all the useless information there's going to be plenty of useful information that they are not going to know when they graduate from your school. And I guess the question is, um, how do we prepare them then for that point? You know, when they get to the end and they don't know everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dorinda, I think, has the number one answer there, which is you're going, your goal is not to get them to memorize everything and finish every book and do every subject. It's just to instill the love of learning. Uh, I mean, that's not the, the main goal. The main goal is to love the Lord and, you know, and live lives to the, you know, that he's called them to. But from a, a teaching standpoint, it is, uh, you know, it is loving, learning to love or loving, no, learning to love learning. <laughs> uh, almost like a tongue twister. But even this today, Rinley earlier, she's like, why do you like having all the books in my your office or whatever? And I was like, because I like learning things and it's fun to learn new stuff about, you know, different things. And she's like, like, uh, what did she say? Like, I don't remember, whales or something like that. And I was like, yeah, or, you know, battles or whatever. And I think that's, that's just such an important thing and such if that's the that that if you can do that 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 goes i mean i think that's most of <laughs> most of the way to the the finish line and even that looks different i mean cuz really sometimes i think when we think of the love of learning what we think is that our kids are all going to like to read right um that is not true no nope. um you know i think of our son ike ben's brother um he loves learning right. but he is not a reader I mean, you know, he I mean, genuinely would say, I don't know if he's ever read a full like chapter book other than maybe by right, force. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we bribed him a couple times early on. Yeah. Yeah. But he is he always learning. He also thinks flat. I mean, so, you know, what is this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. He does not. Just that, to be clear. That might be true. <laughs> um, but he is always learning. He is always. He knows. He knows way more than Ben does. Uh, about everything and but you know and so but but it doesn't look the same um so by saying the love of learning we're not saying that they have to love to read books right and really so then what would you say it is ben i think spanish yeah i think it's like an inquisitive open mind that's you know um curious to some extent you know or willingness to um ask questions about things that are interesting to you or uh, to, you know, maybe put in a little bit of work on your own to learn more about something you're working on or looking into, uh, not just take everything at face value. I don't I mean, those are different, those are different things, I guess, but. And would you say it's also uh, based on 
enjoyment, that's the right word, but interest. Yeah, I mean, I think that really helps. I mean, obviously, you can learn about stuff that you're not interested in. But I think, you know, if, if your kid isn't going to be a reader, you know, I think most people will probably learn better and uh, be more willing if it's something they're interested in, which often is what you're going to be doing in life anyway. I mean, not necessarily always, but a lot of times, you're pro- if you have no interest in accounting, you're probably not going to be learning a ton about accounting. You know, I mean, that's just how kind of people work. So, I mean, and I think uh, Kelly mentioned this, but realizing you don't know everything and being okay with the fact that you're not going to know everything. There are going to be areas that you just don't know anything about and that's okay. And I think most adults recognize the fact that like, you know, I don't pretend to know anything about, you know, my wife doesn't pretend to know anything about what I do for work, which is, you know, computers and it. I mean, literally she's like, there is nothing I would hate more in life than what you do, you know? And, and she's okay with that. And that's, that's fine, you know, and I'm with what Ike does. I there's huge gaps in my learning. I don't know anything about like electricity, the way it works. And that's a big gap in terms of like life that I interact with, but that's okay. You know, there's other people who can uh you know come alongside and help. But I, you know, if if it's something I need, I have learned a little bit when I'm trying to wire something. I'll go online, watch YouTube videos and read up on it. And you can learn so much when you have motivation and there's like a real tangible reason for mm-hmm. learning it. I think that's really helpful. I don't know if that's the question answer you were really and for. I think sometimes we No, that was good. Sometimes I think you know, it looks very unlike school most right. of the time, uh, because school sometimes I think in the school does school. the opposite. It, school's in the traditional right. school. You know, sometimes reading a, a, a thick textbook, it doesn't encourage them to want to be a life uh, a, a lover of learning. It kind of encourages them to think that it's not. It's about completing things or boring stuff, or even if it's all about tests. You know, we talked earlier that sometimes we don't think it has anything to do with learning. We think it's just to get the right answers. And honestly, that's how I grew up. I went, I was a product of the school system. Um, if you would have asked me, what do you like learning? I would have said, I don't know, which subject do I like the best, you mean? Um, which meant, you know, which was the easiest for me. Um, and they were all fairly easy because I knew how to take tests. And so I ne- it wasn't really till later um, that I saw I needed to know some things. Um, and then I kind of figured some of those things out on my own because I was a little bit older, which is an interesting thing that sometimes, you know, we think our kids are going to have gaps. They're not even going to know all the interests that they have right? when they're in school. You know, they're going to come to a point where they, they're going to have a different need. Um, I, I can remember one time your mom was talking to another uh, mom who was considering homeschooling. And she says, well, you know, uh, or maybe she was talking to uh, it was a, a, a mom who had homeschooled for a little while. And she goes, I've just learned so much since I've started homeschooling my kids. And and your mom said to them, well, that's because you didn't learn it all in school, you know, which is true. You know, there are just lots of things we learn as adults because we didn't learn it. But if we're under that delusion that our kids are supposed to know everything. I mean, it really does set us up for disappointment and it's not even realistic. Yeah. I mean, and that's just that, I mean, that's just a natural part of life. I mean, honestly, I think we feel really, um, uh, what's the word? I, I, I think it can be a really bad feeling to not be learning or growing, you know? And I, I, I think something that we kind of briefly touched on that was really helpful for me is seeing the purpose of some of what 
we're learning and you know in our homeschooling and because some of it does feel really disconnected from reality you know like if you're going through physics or you know biology it's like what does this have to do with anything and some of it you know it, it I mean <laughs> I think some of it is helpful just so that you have even a grasp of if you read something online or something like that and you know to know that something couldn't be true because you just kind of understand some of the basics of like what humans have learned about how we work and stuff uh it, it's not that you're gonna ever be a you know a scientist or whatever but there's just so much it just feels like why do i need to know any of this so trying to i found it really helpful when i did well, see connections to real life what were you gonna say well i don't know if you saw today's uh our post over facebook um but it said it was by walt disney and it was from a quote that he that was in Look magazine in 1955. And here's Walt Disney, you know, maybe the most recognizable business person, you know, anywhere. He said, I didn't do well in school. If they had made me see that education could help me make a living or that arithmetic might be useful in figuring my income tax someday, but they didn't. Yep. And I mean, and, and I just think that is so true. And I think again i think that's the beauty of knowing that our kids are going to have gaps letting them fill in the gaps um maybe in a way and maybe not even filling in the gaps trying to fill in all the gaps because then they don't have they don't have the need to try to figure it out on their own uh and maybe right now would be a good time for a commercial but yeah well, one of the areas that a lot of people, I mean, is is needed uh, is is math. I mean, it's something everyone uses, uh, but it's also some an area of homeschooling that can be a really tough time for a lot of families. Uh, <laughs> there's there's it's technical, obviously. It is not as fun for a lot of kids, but I think teaching textbooks really helps with that. Um, it is interactive. There's, you know, there's fun cartoon characters in it. Uh, it doesn't feel in, uh, super intense. Uh, I felt like it really walked you through the whole process so that you, you really learned the, whatever the topic was. Um, it's, it can work on basically any device so you can do it on laptop, you can do it on a tablet, um, or just a, you know, full, computer or whatever else so uh it's just a really amazing curriculum it's really they're an awesome company they have great customer service and you can also get a free trial over at teachingtextbooks.com but we really appreciate their support of the smiling homeschooler and of course we want to thank uh, homeschooling today magazine and all the whole family of products that they offer you know we had ashley wiggers on the show last uh week we didn't even talk about their geography or their or their history programs they have so much uh, to offer. But again, you're going to want to check out their magazine. Um, and again, looking at this, this article, the gap pre education myth by Dorinda Wilson. Um, she has some great points. Um, and does it even have a better job than than we do uh, discussing it. And uh, Dorinda, you know, they she has um, other resources, you can watch the video response to the questions with Ashley and Dorinda, and their uh, digital companion. And it's all at uh, homeschooling today.com do you feel like uh you know because we mentioned reading and then we mentioned like ike and his way of learning do you feel like there's any other different types of love of learning uh within you know your own kids because i mean you've got a lot of different personalities there uh do you feel like there are any other not categories but styles that that can look like or do you think those are the two oh, big ones i mean i i don't know uh and it kind of feels like um dr kathy cook's talk mm -hmm. about the you know the eight great smarts um but i know like sam was in you know he liked drawing 
And so he learned, uh, you know, uh, what what motivated him was learning how to be an animator. So early on, when he had a, a software program that was called Animation Blaster, uh, you know, he would watch the, huh? Master. Doesn't matter though. I think the program was called Blaster. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Yes. One of those. Um, he would he would watch the tutorials. And he'd watch the first tutorial and then learn it. And then he'd go to the second tutorial, um, you know. And so uh, it was kind of a systematic learning, and it, but it was totally different, uh, you know. And uh, Abe would it was a builder and, and, and maker of things. And, and he would really, he would not learn it maybe from others, but learning it from doing it himself. Um, so he would make uh, a table. And if he made it wrong, he'd redo it the next time. Um, that's kind of a, a long way to do it um, because it's kind of reinventing the wheel every time. But uh, you really do. It's a kind of hands-on learning, um, you know. And even I'm thinking of like Cal. Uh, Cal is, you know, Mr. Politician. He's Mr. is so good with people. I mean, he's got a lot of the same skills Ben does. But, you know, I know he learns from YouTube and from l needing to know something and he and uh, you know, he, they all, all my kids have this thing that they like to learn. Even like Maggie, uh, Maggie's drive is, uh, someone say, what does she want to be? She just wants to be a mom and a wife. Um, but you know, there were times where she'd, all of a sudden we see her painting these things, these like, and they're really amazing. We didn't ask her to do it. We didn't tell her, you know, Maggie, maybe you'd like to do this or to paint fancy fingernails or even when she was little she would make the rubber band uh creatures you know and she would look on youtube and she would create it um and it was all self-directed uh kind of interest driven uh which i think is what you want to carry on through adulthood i know all my kids honestly i know all my kids are going to be super capable of what they want to do not because we did a great job teaching them in school because somehow we gave them the courage to follow whatever they want to do, you know, and we somehow they got the idea that we're smart enough to figure it out. And they have. Well, so, I'm going to say as the product of it, I think you did. Do, Mom did do a great job, not by doing all of the traditional subjects. She maybe, maybe didn't do it, you know, literally what the, the book would say is a great job, but I think she did a great job and you did a great job by like what you just said, equipping us all to be able to, you know, learn and do pursue things on our own going forward. Um, one thing she mentions, you know, Dorinda mentioned in her article was, uh, her last point was instill a strong work ethic in them. Is that something you feel like you guys were ever intentional about? Uh, I mean, because I do think it's important to have someone that knows how to work and, you know, is is um, motivate or can motivate themselves enough or, you know, wh whatever that may look like. Uh, did you do anything intentionally or what is your thoughts on that? I don't know if we ever really talked about that, too. We were super intentional. About, we were super intentional about having our kids work. Um, you know, I know there were times where we, we thought you guys would be entrepreneurs and we found out that if we push too hard, like you guys sold things at conventions, you did cap guns and other things. But I know if we push too hard, it all became us doing it. Um, and some kids just aren't entrepreneurs, you know. Um, 
but we've always made our kids work. They were always part of our team. Um, I know some, I can remember talking to a mom, you know, whose kids are really pretty successful. And she goes, oh, my kids never did anything. You know, we never made them do anything. Um, and and she marvels at our kids. Well, that's good that news for Cal and Jed then. So, <laughs> <laughs> but even Cal and Jed, uh, even though Ben thinks they don't do anything, you know, we do make them work. They do do the. They may not. They weren't out there at the age of much. six pushing a wheelbarrow full of mulch around. You know. <laughs> that's right. Ben kind of remembers his as a yeah. cruelty that we used to do to him. Yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, we didn't provide everything for them. I mean, I can remember a mom uh, one time who called me and she said, can you go help? I was a pastor. Can you go help my son? His uh, battery died. And I'm like, I can't. It's too far away. I can't get there right now. Um, but just tell him to put up the hood of his car and ask somebody to jumpstart him. And she's like, well, he didn't know how to do that. And I said, just put up the hood of the car and ask somebody to jumpstart me. She goes, what? He doesn't have any jumper cables. I said, have him put up the hood of the car and ask somebody if they have jumper cables. I said he'll feel like he fixed the car when he's done. And he was a he was 18 probably, and he was struggling in a lot of areas. I said he'll feel so good afterwards. And I said, tell me how it turns out. And later on, I said I saw her again, and I said, hey, how'd that go with your son? And she goes, oh, I called someone else to go help him, you know. And really, she missed out an opportunity. Um, and that's what I would have my kids do. You know, there's something about figuring out some of those stuck places. Um, where you say, hey, you know what? You're going to have to do this on your own. We used to force Sam, you know, who didn't like to interact with people, to go up and interact with people. Go up to the counter and ask for some more ketchup, you know? And he didn't want to, but he did. You know, Abe, same way. And now Abe interacts with people all the time in his in his lawn mowing business. Um, and I think that's part of being intentional in just having them do those things. Um, again, for the future, not for right now. Right. But I do think, you know, as you mentioned, it, it is important that not every kid's going to be the same amounts of everything. Uh, you know, not every kid's going to be the public speaker and all those different things. So there are limits, I think. And I feel like we never really, you never really push super, super hard to be something that we weren't, uh, at least to some extent. Exactly. So. Exactly. But everybody right. has to interact with people. Right. You know, and so you, or everybody has to, you know, take out their garbage. Everybody has to do some of those things. So those are the things that, you know, that are a priority, but not everybody's gonna be a writer, but everybody writes. Not everybody's gonna be a speaker, but everybody speaks, you know, and so. I was just thinking, yeah. I, I don't know, I've not experienced this or anything. Uh, there should be, or actually we should work on something, but like developing scenarios where you can give it to your maybe high schooler and say, all right, here's a scenario. You have to call around or whatever it is to find the answers. Like, I'm not going to give you any advice on how to get to this answer, but mm. this form needs filled out. Maybe it's, you know, like mom filling out this variance for, you know, doing some work on a property, you know, it's like that stuff, like learning how to work through not having the answers is so critical. I mean, at where I work, that is a huge differentiator between a really good employee and one that's not is someone who's able to just go I'm stuck but I'm going to go find the answers or we don't know the answers so we're just going to start problem solving and working through it but I feel like that's something that as I remember as a kid or like once you're newly married you know out of school having to just start learning how to figure out 
who do I call? How do I, you know, and mom often has good answers, so that's helpful. But uh, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting. Again, not saying there's anything I think intentional. That's a great idea. You, you know, you're failing if you're not doing something right now. But I just think it's an interesting thought. Life provides you those things. Yeah. You know, again, like, you know, having to go up to the counter and ask for something. Right. You know, mom and dad don't always have to do that. Yep. You know, I know that as a student, if you would have said, why don't you... I never liked, you know, where you had to do a pretend life, you know, where you had to pretend that you're a mm-hmm. pretend that you've got a hundred dollars and now you've got it. I never liked that. But, you know, sometimes I think we take those opportunities away from our children. So maybe it's like letting know. them file their taxes when they get their first, you know, uh, you know, year or something like that, instead of just doing it all for them. You know, yeah. I mean, there's programs that help them do 99 percent of it. Those kind of things, I think, are really helpful. And your kids do it all the time when they want to. I mean, they, I mean, Ben's kids, they can swipe on the phone. They can figure out how to send a text message, you know, uh, even if they, they just they just figured out and so we just let them do those other things okay hey we're out of time because i know ben's gonna go change some uh headlights out and there some turn signals out in our car in the middle out in the dark um and uh i hope you're having a great year so far um you know we're here at the beginning of october um i know some of the schools are taking their mid-fall break um you know what you can take a break too in fact you can take two breaks if you need a break um, but this would be a great time to enjoy some of that fall weather with your family and knowing at the same day, time that you're doing it, that they're learning every single day. And of course, that will make you smile. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this episode encouraging. If you haven't already, go take the homeschooler personality test over on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. As always, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Have a great week, and as always, don't forget to smile.